is episode number 17 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm an interior stylist and author of the first practical style guide for empty nesters to manage the downsizing uh, project called Downsize with Style. And today I would like to talk to you about step five of the five-step process to downsize with style, and that is start decorating. If you have listened to the podcast or read my book, Downsize with Style, you um, know about the first uh, four steps, which are um, step number one, decluttering, step number two, find your personal decorating style, step number three, visualize your ideas, and step number four, lay out your space. And now today we talk about step number five, start decorating, which is really exciting. And I would like to start with a little um, scenario out of my book, um, which I'm going to read out now. And it goes like this. Leslie and Peter have lived in Europe for five years and are now moving back to Australia. Before they left, they sold their house on Sydney's northern beaches and the majority of their furniture as they decided to downsize to an apartment after their return. A few favorite pieces went into storage. During their time in Europe, they bought a few antiques and gathered quite a few travel souvenirs. Back in Australia, they move into a three-bedroom apartment in the area where they lived previously as they enjoy the lifestyle and proximity to the ocean. They would like to use their stored furniture together with their new pieces in their new apartment. They are not sure if this is going to work, thinking it might look all over the place. Well... Can you relate to this? I think it's quite an exciting situation as mixing and matching different furniture, different styles, different shapes, textures and price points can create a super personal home with lots of character and atmosphere, a home with heart and a home that reflects your personality. So before starting to decorate, it's really important to measure and lay out your space and that if you would like to learn more about that, go back to step four of down, to downsize with style and you will find a podcast about layout your space and space planning and you will also find lots of um, posts on my blog. So go back if you'd like to learn more. So yeah, anyway, as I just said, it's really important to, to measure and layout your space to be able to work out what fits where. And based on your measurements, you can then easily decide on which pieces to go in which area or room. And once you have placed all your furniture in one space, start looking for a common thing. For example, is there a color that repeats in different pieces? Um, use an accent color from one piece of art, a cushion or a feature chair to link your space. If you have a lot of color and pattern going on in your furniture and cushions, use a neutral textured rug to define this area. And I'm going to talk about um, area rugs a little bit later in this podcast. In case where your furniture is very neutral, play with color and pattern in a statement rug. And then choose a focal point. That could be a rug, a chair, a, f um, a fireplace, a piece of art. And then work around that focal point. Once you have put um, all your larger pieces into um your different rooms, decide what you need to add to complement the interior. Think of small versatile pieces that are functional and can be used for different purposes. For example, side tables with storage options, ottomans, 
with storage options. And also, um, Ottomans are also a great way to, um, to convert them into a coffee table. So there are great pieces, room dividers on casters. There is plenty of stylish and practical furniture around. And then take the time to research and find it. And you, you, the most important thing, you don't have to finish your interior in one go. If you have a lot of travel souvenirs, cluster and display them in a cabinet, for example, or a shelf to achieve maximum in impact. Alternatively, you can spread them in different rooms and decorate by color, for example. Or you could create a wall display with different objects in one color scheme. You will find that the things you like most um, probably have similar colors or textures. This makes it easy to add as new things will automatically work in your interior. And the number one rule is as long as everything has a reason to be there, it will work. And the most important reason can simply be that you bought it, that piece, because you love it and it speaks to you in some way. One day a friend of mine asked me how I would define my decorating style at home and I really had to think about this for a moment. I'm a mixer and matcher and have gathered lots of pieces from all over the world over the years. Um, some of you may know that I am from Germany and I moved here six years ago with my husband and before that I had lived um, on my own. So we always con continuously mixed and matched our stuff. So there's, I still have pieces from my very first apartment when I was studying. And yeah, everything is sort of growing. But I, um, I just follow the rule that if I really like something, I will find a way to integrate it into my home. Uh, last year, I fell in love with a small Art Deco side table that I found in Bangalore, actually, at an antique dealer. I just had to buy it, and I had no idea where to put it when I bought it. And um, so I organized um, transport from Bangalore to um, Sydney, and so that happened like a, a week later. And when the table finally arrived, it was standing in our entrance hall for a few days because I didn't know where to put it. But as it goes, I sort of... After a while, I thought, oh, yeah, that's a great place. So I found a place in our living room. I needed to move my bookshelf, which, of course, involved taking all the books out. But that was a great um, opportunity to declutter a bit and also to clean everything. But then uh, I repositioned it. I redecorated the bookshelf. And um, I had found a nice corner for my new table. So if you would like to um, inject your personality into your new space, mixing and matching is a good way to go. And you can mix everything. Mix old and new, very expensive and very cheap, colors and neutrals. Mix different styles, price points, textures and pieces from different origins and eras to create a unique space. And an eclectic style is far more interesting and personal than living in a house that looks like um, a display home or out of a catalogue. And with your style board and knowing what you love, things will come to you automatically. I have gathered lots of um, different objects and pieces from flea markets and antique centers. And when I see something, I know that this piece or a special piece is going to fit into a certain room. As, um, 
excuse me. And as I have mentioned earlier, you will find a pattern and realize that all your pieces and objects will work together. Another interesting um, thing is mixing squares with circles to break the monoton monotony of the square shape throughout our homes. Usually, if you think about your home, you find a lot of squares or rectangles, square floor plans, rectangle rooms, square lounges, tables, rugs. Everything seems to be square or rectangle. But break this pattern by introducing a round rug, a curved lounge, or an oval coffee table, or an organic-shaped pendant. And you will realize that this will look really interesting and create something different. And again, follow the rule that everything you buy has to mean something to you and your interior will work. It's as simple as that. Now, um, decorating open plan spaces can be a bit daunting. Everyone wants an open plan living area, but one, when it comes to decorating it, it can be a bit difficult because everything is open. So there are some ways how you can define areas in an open plan living space. For example, um, using area rugs. So there's heaps of rugs on the market and um, in a big open space rugs are a great way to define living areas. Standard rug sizes are 160 by 230 or 2 meters by 3 meters for example. And there are many rug companies who offer customized designer rugs with lots of choices for sizes, colors, patterns and textures. A smaller rug can confine a small space to read or work, for example. So I have, for example, a reading corner um, where I have a round rug. It's like a 1 meter 15 rug. You can position it under the lounge and the coffee table or underneath your bed, for example, in the bedroom. So rugs are a great way. And there are, as I said, different shapes available. And they're just a great way to define a special area. In the living area, you could consider a large round or rectangular rug to define this area. Again, you can play with different geometrical shapes to soften the look of your space. Um, place a round rug under a rectangular lounge and chairs and pick up round or oval shapes with side tables um, and footstools. So there's always um, lots of ways to work around that and um, to create yeah, to define the spaces. So, for example, if you have an apartment in um, a retirement village, and I've visited a few and I've seen that basically the living and dining areas are not that big. So you have to think about um, how to define these two areas with versatile and stylish furniture. And maybe you would only use one rug um underneath your lounge or coffee table in that area and not another one at the dining table because it could be too narrow together. So think about, um, yeah, measure the space and, and think about, and this is another thing about the space planning exercise, why it's so um, important to do it because it will help you avoid costly mistakes. You can even measure rugs and cut them out. And as I described in that um corresponding podcast about space planning, 
So you measure your furniture, you measure your space, you measure your rocks, and then you cut everything out and then place the little pieces on your floor plan. And you will see if there's not enough space for two big rocks that maybe may look too crowded. But yeah, you will get a feeling once you see it on the paper if it would work. And you can always start with one rock and adding another one later. Another great way to decorate is layer, color, and pattern. If you have time, Google the name Kit Kemp. Kit Kemp is an interior designer and um, from the US, and she is the queen of layering, color, and pattern. And she has a great signature style that can be seen and experienced in her boutique hotels. And there are quite a few in London now and one, I think, in New York City. Um, so Google her name and you will find several sources for inspiration. Um, patterns are a powerful decorating tool and like color can make a space come alive. If you like patterns and don't know how to incorporate them in your interior, start working with a mood board. And again, there's another podcast on mood boards and there are also blog posts about that topic on my blog. Collect pictures from magazines and take photos of patterns that speak to you while you're out and about. So always have your camera with you and just make a quick shot of something you like and then put it on your new mood board and think about how you could maybe incorporate that pattern into your home. You could also think of patterns you liked in your childhood. And then look at all your pictures and work and work out what the recurring theme is. Are you more drawn to organic shapes? Do you love geometrical clean lines or more the intricate floral patterns? So you will find a certain style and then think about how you can incorporate the patterns in your apartment. And there are also patterns that are um, linked to a specific period. For example, retro patterns from the 70s, 70s or geometrical shapes from the Art Deco period. I love Art Deco style and um, so maybe if you like that geometrical um, and chevron pattern stuff, maybe Art Deco is, is some something you should look at and um, take as inspiration for your new home. Um, if you start working with color and pattern, try and maybe keep your large furniture pieces in a neutral color and add the pattern through cushions. It's always a good way to start with, and they can easily be changed. Throws, lampshades, curtains, or art. A patterned rug or a feature chair upholstered in a patterned fabric is a huge statement and maybe a good start. Um, yeah, it's a good start to, 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 um, to decorate uh, with pattern. And um, another important element is texture. Try and balance different textures. Timber, glass, stone, velvet, wool, satin, linen. These are all different textures and they can be added in different objects to your interior and you can layer the different textures. So this makes it really interesting and creates energy in your space. So for example, even if you have everything in a very neutral color scheme, by using several textures in the same space, you create a lot of interest. And I know it can be a bit daunting and um, maybe you are a bit scared overdoing the whole thing. Start small. 
That's my recommendation. Start small and play around with different patterns in your guest bedroom, for example. Add a couple of patent items like a cushion, a lampshade or an artwork and see how it works. Mix and match and see how it feels. As long as you keep the color scheme the same, you can mix stripes with floral, dots and geometrical shapes. If you don't like it or you feel something is not working, take away one piece and look at the arrangement again. So that's quite fun and if you like um, decorating, give it a go and start in a, as I said, in a, in a, maybe not in your living room, start in the guest room or a small room and, and um, just try it out. And um, yeah, well, the, the next question could be, how do you know what to put next? Well, you could, if you only add a pa one pattern that speaks to you in some way, it will have the right to be in the mix and your interior will work. That's again, the same rule. Go for what you love and make your space a home with heart and your personality. So just go step by step and um, stick to a one color scheme and then just work out how it all looks. And yeah, the other thing, don't go and buy everything in one go. If you love a particular pattern, add it to your space and see how it works. And then keep adding other pattern items step by step to build up your space. If you love a certain fabric, think of having curtains made, maybe a couple of cushions. Or yeah, if you are courageous, have a whole chair upholstered in, in your favorite fabric. And then this is your focal point and you start working around this. Once this is in place, decide you want to add another pattern. And if you decide to, you want to add another pattern, you can do that in the same color scheme, for example, to express your personal style even more. So this is all about layering and starting small and, um, and adding things step by step. All right. Um, another really great way to work in open plan spaces is lighting. Use the right lighting to define areas. And lighting is a whole different chapter. There are special designers who only work with lights, so light, lighting designers. They help you how to find the right lights in your specific area. And I just want to go through a few general things that are great to know. In gen Generally speaking, lighting shapes the interior and can make a huge difference in a space. So you can use lighting to define an area, to warm up a space, to create mood and atmosphere, to add drama and interest, to improve a working space, to add color and texture to your interior, to illuminate your outdoor entertaining area and to enhance the display of your art or favorite collections. And lighting design has to follow your needs. It's again, you have to go back to your drawing board. What do you want to achieve in that space? What do you need the light for? And also, how, how is your personal situation? A 20-year-old person needs less light to complete a task than a 60-year-old person. So the older we get, the more light we need to do certain tasks. And always, always try and maximize the daylight in your home. When assessing a space, think about where you want to have the light distribution. Surfaces like walls, floors and ceilings reflect light. Think also about the color temperature. There are fittings nowadays with warm and cool lights available. Um, 
LED lighting is very popular. Um, the more efficient LEDs are the cool lights, so try to find a balance between energy efficiency and the mood you would like to achieve. There are uh, products on the market that uses um, that use um, a changeable filter uh, with which you can adjust the light temperature from warm white to neutral white. So if you have the budget, invest in LEDs. They are uh, much more energy efficient and you don't have to change the light bulbs all the time. And they last between 15 to 25 years. And then consider an alternative to downlights. I have to admit I'm not a big fan of downlights. I come from Germany. Downlights are not very popular there. Um, and I found that really interesting when we came here to see that every house is basically full of downlights everywhere. And they can be quite a good choice for some areas, but I find it's far too much if you have your whole living or dining area full of downlights and everything is lit up like Christmas tree. It's... um. I don't know, I just prefer to have um, pendants or standing lights or um, table lights just to create a bit more mood and atmosphere. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, for me, it's just a matter, I don't see the need in having down lights spread all over the ceiling in every room. They are great in the kitchen or above working spaces where you need overhead lighting. However, if you want to create a cozy atmosphere and an inviting space, a pendant paired with a couple of floor and table lamps will be much more effective. And the harsh overhead lighting, uh, then a harsh overhead lighting with no focus. And sometimes a cluster of candles can do the trick. A chandelier is a great way to define your dining area. It adds drama and defines the area and will create a focal point at the same time. And then always, if you can, use a dimmer to adjust the light and you can't go wrong. I just love it. We have a, like a, a pendant over the dining table and I use the dimmer all the time. I hardly have it on full um, full light, like really bright. I just love to have it um, a bit dimmed down and even if we have dinner, it's, it makes a nice atmosphere. And um, for example, what looks really great instead of having down lights is if you have a, um, a white kitchen with a warm maybe red splashback and then you use three red pendant lights over your um, bench that looks really stunning it's it's a great um, way to link a space with color and it's it um, if you have a dimmer you can adjust the light um, for working tasks or just more to create a moody nice atmosphere and um, it's the same you don't have to have these down lights so there are lots of alternatives and um, like if you have a nice display or artwork you would like to set um, in scene and um, incorporate a table lamp or create a light source in front or in the back of your objects to add drama and make table lamps a decorative feature on sideboards or consoles. And yes, I'm always amazed by the creativity of lighting designers. I've found so many gorgeous lights that I started an online pin board about lighting design on Pinterest. So if you are on Pinterest jump over there, check out my uh, boards at BD Color Design and um, you will find fantastic inspirational boards if you are looking for lights or lightings. And um, a stunning designer lamp is surely not an apartment essential, but it's a quality piece to save for and just nice to have. 
And remember, quality always, quality design always adds value to your home. And if you like help in sourcing lighting or decorative items, please give me a call. I'm here to help. And um, many of the items I can source are available through wholesalers only, which means we get a discount and I can pass uh, on great savings onto you, sometimes up to 25-30% of the retail price. All right, so I hope you enjoyed um, today's episode about decorating your, your new home. Um, I um, also would like to tell you about a new workshop that I have created called Downsizing 101. And this is for those of you who struggle to overcome their procrastination, to get started with their downsizing journey, to get rid of all their clutter and stuff. So if you have issues with this and you would like to get started, come along. The first one is going to happen in um, in November on the Northern Beaches. Please visit my website downsizewithstyle.com to learn more about the workshop and how you can book your seat. I would love to see you there. Otherwise, thanks a lot for listening. Spread the word about the podcast. Share it with your friends. Leave a rating on iTunes. That would make my day. Thanks so much, and I hope to um, speak to you next time. Bye. Bye.